Hi there, this is Austin Hetzler, the pastor of Christ the Rock Church of Elyria, Ohio. We at Christ the Rock are humbled and grateful to be a part of your sanctification today as you listen to this sermon. But at the same time, we want to encourage you to be a member of a good local church and not to allow online sermons to replace the local church and to benefit from the life of that church and to give your spiritual gifts back to that church. Having said that, our website is www.christrockchurch.com. If you go there, you can find sermons, blogs, and other resources as well as our location and service times. You can also listen to the sermons on Bible Thumping Wingnut, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. I, along with the membership of Christ the Rock Church, pray that this sermon will be a blessing to you. All right, before we start today's lesson still in Sermon on the Mount, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we uh, thank you for this beautiful day you've given us, Lord God. Lord, uh, the blessings that you continue to overflow on us, Lord. That, Lord, even during rough times in our lives and joyous times in our lives, you are present, and we appreciate that, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for your word that we're going to get into this morning. And that, Lord, we pray that uh, it accomplishes what you want for each and every person listening today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, not light subjects. So I was was talking to a pastor about this, and he was like, how in the world are you getting through these? And here's the subjects. Lust, divorce, and oaths. So, I mean, pretty, Jesus didn't, you know, touch on the light stuff. He hit, he hit down the heavy stuff. And I, I guess my answer, and I was, I was like formulating an answer in my head when pastor asked me, he says, how in the world are you going to get through that in just a CE hour? And I said, uh, let the word speak for itself. Because we can't add commentary to it, right? We, we can talk to it, we can espouse it, and, you know, we, we can make it more clear, but, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's where we're at today. So, again, we're continuing in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, today's text is found in Matthew chapter 5, uh, 27 through 37. So, if you want to follow along. So, you know, I, like I said, our first subject today is 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 not uh, a simple one. It's 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 pretty heavy, and it's called lust, right? Um, you know, before I even get into the passage, we see that thrown up in front of us continuously, continuously, whether it be ads, movies, TV, radio, walking in the park. It's, it's amazing how we have degraded ourselves down to just the physical. And um, the Lord's very specific on this. He says, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with a lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. 
For it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right eye causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go to hell. So, um, start off, we're going to go through the different verses and such in context. Uh, it says in verse 27, you have heard that, that it is said you shall not commit adultery. So anytime you see that, Jesus is making a point. This isn't new to everybody. Everybody has heard about this through the scribes and the Pharisees. This, this, is, this is nothing new, but Jesus is going to expound on it <clears throat> to where it has been totally, with the Pharisees, totally watered down or, or, or messed up. Jesus is going to get to the crux of the matter here in what he says. And it says in verse 28, But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. You know, again, what, what's the word saying there? If we look at another person, and it's, it's talking men here and, and woman, but it's, it's exactly the same for women looking at men, right? Um, this isn't, you know, just a man issue. This is a human being issue. Um, and so... Uh, the only thing I can ever agree upon uh, it, it, back in uh, Jimmy Carter's day, he actually did an interview with Playboy, and he actually brought this up. He said, he said I'm not a perfect person. He says, you know, you know adultery. is." And, and they're like, what are you talking about? He says, yeah, if you ever look at a woman with, with, with a lustful heart, you're committing adultery. Jimmy Carter said that. I, I was just like blown. I, at the time, though, I laughed at him. Like, like, right, I laughed at him and said, what an what a old cogity fool, you know, get with it. And, uh, yeah, he, he's right. So let the word speak for itself here. Um, and then it gets into pretty brutal language, right? Pretty butcher house language where it says in, in verse 29 and 30, it says, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out. And throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. Now this is this is pretty brutal language because it's just like, you know, they gotta be thinking, oh my goodness, everybody's gonna be walking around with no eyes and no hands, right? Uh, because who does not commit these atrocities, right? And when we're talking about lust, the severity of the command illustrates the radical nature of Jesus's ethic and our radical need. He's just bringing it up to such a high level here that it's like, get this straight. This is serious stuff. This, 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 this is serious. What I'm talking about here. Now, sin against God must be avoided at all costs, right? And he's not advocating self-mutilation as much as he is, um, you know, after all, you know, lust doesn't come from our eyes and our hands, but that's, that's an issue of the heart, right? Um, and Christians must not only avoid the physical act 
of adultery, but also the thoughts and fantasies that lead to a lustful, a, a lustful attitude. So we have to really guard our hearts. We got to guard our eyes. Uh, you know, yeah, that the the old song that they used to sing in you know in in Sunday school for kids, right? Watch little eyes what you see, watch ears what you hear. Uh, it's true, and, and Jesus brings that nice little nursery song to like pluck out your eyes and cut off your hand. It is that serious of an offense. So um, does so. It's, the lesson learned here is if, if Jesus takes it serious, we should also take it serious, right? And, and again, it's pretty brutal, right, when he's talking about plucking, off, plucking out eyes and cutting off hands. Um, the next one, which, you know, I would love to skirt by and, and, and not even touch because, uh, you know, it is such a controversial subject, and this is where I'll leave it to the word, uh, is divorce. Right. In verse 31, it says, it was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. It is also so. So so we'll go take again, take take these in, in chunks uh, it, where it says, it, it was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. Again, Jesus is bringing them back to what should be a well-known teaching. But what had happened to that teaching at that time? I mean, uh, we're, we're, we're going to be reading in, in, in uh, Mark here in a minute, in chapter 10, that's going to give a little bit more explaining of, of divorce. But... You know, this is something that the Pharisees had. I mean, if she burnt uh, her pie in the oven that day, you could hand her a certificate of divorce. It was ridiculous. It, it was it was just got to where, and it's basically, you know, what, what Jesus is saying here, if it's just flippant, if it's not on the adultery level, um, you, you're, you're causing that person to commit adultery, right? Um, I think the word is pretty clear on that. Right, um, And then it says, but I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a, a divorced woman commits adultery. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll stop there, too. The only other um, grounds for divorce is later on in um, when, when Paul explains that if a believing spouse is abandoned by the unbelieving spouse. Totally abandoned, then that, that, is, that is a reason for divorce. So there's only two reasons that I can find in Scripture, and Pastor, correct me if I'm wrong, that, 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 that I could find anything on as far as divorce. Um, but Jesus gives only one reason here, and, and that was due to infidelity. Um, and uh, again, I just told you about Paul. Uh, Mark chapter 10 gives us a little bit more insight uh, into divorce. Now, I love this because this is one of those, the Pharisees thinking they're going to trick Jesus. Obviously, they don't know who they're talking to, right? Um, and it says uh, in, in Mark chapter 10, verse 1, 
And he left there and he went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan. And the crowds gathered to him again. And again, as with his custom, he taught them. And the Pharisees came up and in order to test him, think about that. I'm going to test Jesus. Wow, they did not know who they had in front of them, did they? They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? And he answers them. I love Jesus. If you notice, Jesus almost all the time answers a question with a question. Because he, you know, it's not that he doesn't know the answer. He knows the answer, true. But he also knows half the time they know the answer, right? But they refuse to admit it. And it says, so Jesus said, answered back to them, what did Moses command you? And they said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. And Jesus said, because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this commandment. It, was it allowed? Yeah. But was it was supposed to happen? Because look what Jesus follows up with. But from the beginning of creation... God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. And it's real interesting because it jumps right to uh, another time and space where it says, and in the house, the disciples. Now, it's interesting. If, if you notice this, a lot of Jesus' teachings, uh, I, I got to give uh, the disciples some cred here because, you know, they didn't embarrass themselves by asking the, in, in front of Jesus again, like, what did that mean? Right? Because they were his disciples. They were his followers. And uh, they, they waited until they were in the house. And uh, so, and it said, uh, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and tender away. And Jesus said to them, because the hardness of the heart, he wrote this in your commandment. And so, um, when they go in the house, they ask Jesus to, you know, what does this mean? We, we're, we're not really getting it because they have learned the law of Moses, right? They understood that. So Jesus explained to them again, you know, again, that uh, the two shall become one flesh and no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let it not um, be separated. Divorce was only allowed out of the man's hardness of his heart. In the beginning, it was clearly stated that marriage was ordained by God. And that if two believers enter into marriage together, they're to stay married unless one of these two areas fall. Either the adultery happens or the abandonment happens. Well, the only way the abandonment happens is if one's a believer and one's a non-believer. Right? That's the only one where that works. So, uh, and then Jesus reiterates the true meaning of marriage and quotes Genesis again, right? But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. 
And the two shall become one flesh, so that they are no longer two, but one flesh. What, what therefore God has joined together, let no man ever separate. Marriage should be sacred and not be, be trivial. Um, you know, it is, it is a typeset of the church, right? Jesus and his church. And that is not trivial whatsoever. That's serious. And, you know, one thing that we have here is we are really blessed that we have marriage here on earth. That, that we have that husband and wife coming together and making a family. It's, it's, it is a true blessing that's given to us. And it should never be trivialized. Now, the last one here is on oaths. So, what, what, you know, what's, what's an oath, right? Is when you pledge something. When you say, I'm going to do this. Um, how many times have we said oaths out of our mouth? We might not say, this is an oath. But we say things out of our mouths and uh, backtrack on them. Or fail to fulfill them. Um, so, where is this going here? It says in verse 33... Again, you have heard that it was said of those of old. Again, Jesus is going back, right? When he talks about uh, those of old, what's he talking about in the Old Testament? You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven or by the throne of God or by the earth, or by its footstool, or by Jerusalem, or if it's, it's the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair black or white. Let what you say be simply yes or no. May your yeas be yea, may your noes be no. Right? Uh, nays be nay. Uh, again, any more than this, it comes from evil. There's a lot. I, I, this one kind of convicted me because we're flipping and saying, oh, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And how, how many times have we fallen short, right? Uh, so there is some seriousness when you do take oaths, uh, when, when, you, when you pledge something to another person and you don't follow through. First of all, what do you break? You break trust, right? You, you, you break that trust. And then, you know, it's like the boy who cries wolf, right? You do enough of these, and then people just quit believing in you and don't put any uh, stock in what you say. Um, my, my, my dad had a rule. He, he very rarely, very, very rarely handed out money to anybody to help them out. But he always told me, he said, Danny, even if they say that you're going to pay it back, Give it to them like they're not going to pay it back. Because <laughs> human nature, uh, you know, that happens, right? Um, so Jesus is demanding integrity of our spoken word. That's what he's demanding here. We need integrity. When we speak, let's not speak foolishly, right? Let's not speak out of, you know, the, the old uh, just spit it out. And how many times have you wanted to reel those words back in, right? Think before you speak. And, you know, it's not to be taken lightly. 
It's not to be taken lightly. Um, and be very careful and measured when you are about to commit yourself to someone or some event, right? Um, co- commitment is, uh, is all part of your integrity. Um, saying you're going to do something and do it's one thing. Now, we, we do forget things. I get it. And sometimes we, 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 you know, but then we need to apologize and go back to that person or persons and, and make it right. Um, but, uh, I mean, we've all had people in our lives that were all full of promises but no uh, intention. So we need to let our yes be yes and our no be no in this because oaths are something that I don't think we talk about hardly at all today. Um, you know, it is part of the integrity of a Christian, especially, right? Um, if we promise something, I mean, if we look in our work life, right? And in, in, in our businesses that we work with and we say we're going to do something or we sign up to do something, we better do it. You know, other, otherwise, you know, our integrity is breached and, and uh, trust is broken. And trust broken is really hard to gain back. Um, it takes a long time. Once you break somebody's trust, it takes a long time to rebuild that. It can happen, but you're better off thinking about what you say before you say it. And then go from there. Hi there, this is Austin Hetzler, the pastor of Christ the Rock Church of Elyria, Ohio. We at Christ the Rock are humbled and grateful to be a part of your sanctification today as you listen to this sermon. But at the same time, we want to encourage you to be a member of a good local church and not to allow online sermons to replace the local church and to benefit from the life of that church and to give your spiritual gifts back to that church. Having said that, our website is www.christrockchurch.com. If you go there, you can find sermons, blogs, and other resources as well as our location and service times. You can also listen to the sermons on Bible Thumping Wingnut, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. I, along with the membership of Christ the Rock Church, pray that this sermon will be a blessing to you.